0: What is this? Simple, pure pleasure under your complete. Oh, Are these like sex toys? Do they look like lipsticks, but it's a vibrator. Oh, Yay! Yes. 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 I don't have Wait, to travel. Whoa! We were talking about this. I don't have to travel with my huge vibrator anymore. Oh. Uh. Like when my bag goes through security, I swear to God they have a laugh. Hey
1: guys, hey guys.
0: I'm Nikki and I'm Gabby and we're the opposite, opposite twins. twins. And today, we are going to talk all stories from the holidays. So can we start off this episode with what we were just talking about before the cameras turned on? Because we just opened a can of worms. I almost said we almost opened a wrapper. (laughs) That's not a saying. I I got my first O on Christmas when I was in seventh grade that's the memory that I have when I think about something scandalous that happened to me during the holidays I had my first orgasm <laughs> I had a very similar experience but it was 8th grade and it wasn't from a massager it was just like the faucet in the bathtub <laughs> oh, Chris yeah and I just remember mom being like the dinner's ready like And I'm just, like, having fun in my head. We went to Catholic school, so I'm like, this is sacrilegious. I'm like, but I, I'm not stopping. I remember feeling a tad, like, sacrilegious, like, figuring this out on Christmas. Gabby, you know what Christmas felt the most sacrilegious? <laughs> the freshman year of high school, we became little monsters. We loved Lady Gaga. Oh, my God. <laughs> And And... Um, You know, we actually had a stage in our basement. Like we had this wooden like platform. We called it a stage. We had like a handyman build it like our parents did. And it was cute. We would put on shows on the stage. And on Christmas, normally my parents would put on the Yule Log on TV or they would, um, we'd play Christmas music and it was nice vibes. But me and Gabby ended up, getting everybody out of the basement because we were blasting the monster album. I gifted it to Gabby that Christmas. That's still my favorite gift I gave you. I know you got like a matching like chromatic like scarf that matched the album artwork. It was the best like aesthetically Nikki gift. always is the queen of matching her presents. Like she makes like everything in a present match. That's my favorite gift I ever gave you. And I just remember like you were, I think that's the gift that I gave you. That was like the happiest that it made you, you the happiest did. and back in the day cds were a big deal because that meant we can listen to it in the car we can listen to it in the basement and put on a concert and me and gabby were singing like he ate my heart he ate, ate, ate and my like heart. like dance in the dark and judas and <gasps> du- 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 we were like oh my god like mom and dad were like why are you girls singing that stuff on Christmas? <laughs> I remember we like had it blasting. We wanted the music so loud, we put a microphone to the boombox. So that it was like blasting the monster album. Yeah, that was another Christmas that sticks out in my mind. Another Christmas that sticks out to me is when we got Cole. We legit got Cole. <laughs> it was so fucking sad. It was like, so melodramatic. Me, Gabby, and our older sister are all drama queens. And then our little brother, even though he's, like, four years younger, he would have, like, the worst tantrums I've ever seen. <laughs> I can still picture him crying right now. He was like, ah! Ah! Anthony's little fits. <laughs> Literally. But, like, God bless mom and dad. Like, every, every year, like, as an adult, I hate saying, like, oh, they... They did this for us every year, but, um, no, we were very fortunate and our parents always went above and beyond for Christmas. So this, this year was like, it was a shock. We, I would well, always I go to the had- top of the steps and look down to see if Santa even came. Cause I still believed in Santa but up to this point. I had no idea parents were Santa. My little intuition was so on point as a kid. Cause I just had a feeling I was like, we were bad this year. <laughs> I don't even think we've always, we were always bad. All of us were like little troublemakers, dead ass. But like, our poor parents, but I feel like this year I just woke up and I was like, I just feel like we're going to get cool. I don't know why. It just like popped in my head. And I remember looking down the staircase to see if we could see like our stockings. It looked emptier than normal. And there was like a big piece of paper with writing on it. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Our, this is cruel. (laughs) No, it's not. No, no, we learned. how, How they did it though. Our parents... Our dad had the video camera out and was we were walking down the stairs as if we're ready to see gifts. And he got our reaction seeing the coal. And we all started Well, everyone started crying, but I felt like because Anthony was losing it. It was like, ah, like crying. <laughs> and then and then Alex was like, I don't know why Santa did this to us. Oh and, my god. And then <laughs> Alex was so dramatic. I think I was just sitting there like But I was like it's okay if this is all we got i understand i was why was i such a kiss ass all of a sudden we had to read this big letter santa wrote us and it like rhymed and it had something to do with the basement and my dad like saw that the fits were going and going and it was getting bad and he's like the basement the basement and we're like huh and we all went downstairs and there were gifts it was a like a prank but like also to teach us a lesson that Next year, if you don't behave, it really will just be cool. And we went downstairs and those gifts, that was, for some reason, I don't know why I remember this, but it was the Bratz Prom. Oh my God, that was like my favorite. favorite. We got the Bratz Prom and the limo. The Bratz limo. And I think it was the year that I got Elizabeth, Felicity's friend, the American Girl doll. Oh, American Girl dolls. You remember every year we'd get an American Girl doll? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. we but see the thing is is like we would they would look great on christmas when we got them and for some reason we would always end up destroying them like their beautiful hair like it would always look like matted and fucked up but what do we do to them recently um, (laughs) me and johnny were on thanksgiving went down to the basement to, I, w- I was going to show him, like, my Barbies and, like, dolls and stuff. We found Kirsten like, oh. <laughs> at, the top, at the top of the bin. And she had, like, an eyeball yeah, yeah, she, back. She, and, like, like a loose limb. She like, like, fucked up. Her, 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 that one's the, the one I think about and I think the most. Isn't she, Isn't that the doll that, like, turned her head a little bit when we were little? Like, we swore. We saw our American Girl's doll's head go like this. <laughs> We never <laughs> fucked with her again. She got abandoned. She now she looks crazy. She's got one eye. Like, and our parents, I swear to God, are hoarders because they're so nostalgic. They have our bedrooms the way they were growing up. They have all our toys in the basement. And uh, the American Girl dolls are the one thing where I'm like, why? Get rid of them. They're scary. Oh my god. And there, there's little girls that could play with them. You know, our first American Girl dolls were Josephina. Yeah, because we have we have like the long black hair, and we're like, oh, we could look like her. Anyways, that Christmas, I remember clearly that's when the presents started going to the basement. Um, that's when we broke the tradition of opening presents in the living room mm-hmm. and opening them up in yeah, the basement. Oh my God, is that what was missing last year we didn't open presents in the basement? Oh, I want to talk about the stage or the era of having to have a significant other at Christmas. Christmas was always something I genuinely loved. And then... Like I was still a little emo, always for some reason would cry on Christmas, not because I was sad, but I just think I always get so many feelings ever since I was a little kid, just watching everybody play with their toys. You're a cancer moon, of course, I you're going to cry like, on Christmas. I would just go into a corner and cry, be like, okay, I'm good now. I was, I don't know whatever that means. I still do it. I don't know. I cry on Christmas, but I loved Christmas. I loved the feeling of Christmas, but I started to become a Scrooge slash Grinch when you and Alex started getting boyfriends and bringing boyfriends over. And I wasn't in that stage yet. I still wanted to have my sisters and to play and hang out and play with Barbies. Even if I was in seventh grade, I wanted to like be a kid forever and to have my sisters, but you guys started dating people. And I was like the last one. Like, I don't think we even ever talked about this, what it was like to be the late bloomer with dating. I felt so left out and, and, I knew that if I vocalized that, you would have just got mad. So I just had to like suck it up. Aww. I mean, it's been the past, but like I th- got in my first relationship because he was relentless and he wanted to date me so passionately and he wouldn't take no over an answer. And my mom was like, maybe you should. You have never had a boyfriend. But also because I had the realization, oh, I want someone. So I'm not alone this Christmas because you were always with a boy and Alex was too. And Anthony was young. It was when we had that weird age gap where we were in high school and he was in elementary school. Now we're all in our twenties, so it's fine. But, um, part of the appeal to get in a relationship when I was 18 was so I wasn't bored on, on holidays and I didn't have an empty seat next to me. And that's when I started, that's when Christmas in our household started changing, like the meaning of it, it all became, it went from having boyfriends at the table to Spotlight on you. What's going on in your life? Spotlight on you. Why are you single? Spotlight on you. Like, oh my! It shifted from like this harmless, family, wholesome, fun holiday to this thing that I started to dread. To the point where I put out the song "Sad Holiday." And you were with someone when you put that out, right? Yes, because I was trying to fill a void with the wrong things, and ironically, I had this past Thanksgiving. Um, you know, it's a little sad when someone that's always there for the holidays isn't there. I definitely got sad, but I didn't have that empty feeling in my heart and stomach anymore. Whatever that void was, I was filling myself and I don't know. I still don't know what that was, or, but I, I think the holidays would heighten that void I had and it would make me feel like empty inside and I would see everyone genuinely happy and feel like I should feel like that. Why am I not like that? What's wrong with me? I think mental health, once I started having mental health problems, I started to really hate the holidays because seeing happy people around you started making you realize how unhappy you actually were. Oh, That's everybody that's struggling. No, I'll say uh, the holidays this year are going to feel very different for me. They already do without that other person that was always with me during every holiday. But... I'd say it feels better to be actually lonely than to be like with somebody and feel lonely. I actually feel way hella less lonely this year than I did last year. I felt so lonely last year. I even made a vlog right right before Christmas. My last vlog was called I Feel Lonely This Year. That was my last vlog I made before Christmas last year. Um, And now I feel like really whole this year. And it's just like, wow, I'm not engaged and I feel great. So I've seen comments like on TikTok, and I hate that I'm bringing this up, but I just saw it right before we started rolling. So I figured it'd be good to bring up on the podcast, but it said Nikki and Gabby are in this fake healed era where they're like doing this fake healing growth era. It's just an era. And it's like, what? Yeah. Whoa. When did they say that? And on what video? Um, It said when, why, when she breaks up with someone, they're always the bad guy. So-and-so seemed like a level-headed gent and she used to whine about everything. (laughs) And then someone responded to that. She's in a toxic positivity era now. Yet another phase. She's going to make everyone else seem bad so she seems like a positive self-loving queen. It's just like, if you want my honest opinion, people are only running off of what you showed them. You really like showed, or not even you, other networks we worked with in the past really made you look like wh- who you were with, had to put up with a lot. If you catch my drift. Yeah. I mean, that was just what triggered someone to say we were in but, a fake self growth era phase, but like, but I agree. I feel like people are just running with whatever they've seen. And that's all what com- comments are. I actually saw a TikTok last night that I wanted to show you. I, Me- <laughs> I was on the floor with my friend last night peeing because this girl goes like this in the TikTok. This is what y'all look like fighting with each other in the comment section. She turns her back to the wall and starts going like to a window. She's (laughs) like, and I'm like, oh my God. Like that's, but that's what these comments are. They're, it's not real because they don't know who you are in real life. They don't know your situation. So I think I stopped reading comments because I've realized it's not relevant to me because this person is a stranger that has no well, idea what my personal life is like. This isn't an episode about hate comments but I brought it up because um, we talk a lot about like self-growth, filling voids with yourself, making yourself home, not needing someone not being codependent, setting boundaries to see a comment like that, I just want to say like we want to be able to share like our personal experiences because we have a podcast, that's what we do. We tell stories. But the thing is, is like when there's someone that's a public figure in a relationship that is used to having a bad trail behind them, growing up online, it leads the audience to think that they know this person so well because they see their fuck ups, their flaws, but also their highs and their life. But when someone else isn't online as much, that is, they're censored. Who they are is censored because they choose what goes out. Me and Gabby have chosen the let's air it all out path because we're entertainers. We want to connect. We want to show you guys our fuck ups and show that we want to show it all. And because we do that, like someone responded, like, have you seen the twins? Have you seen their track record? Like, are you holding us to our past selves? We're growing up online. Like, I don't even see any of those things. See, I don't even read comments. Well, it's like. I just wanted to pause and talk about that before we go more into how we feel this Christmas versus last Christmas, because people are trying to, well, that comment is trying to make it seem like we're in this fake growth woke era. And it's like, no, 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 like healing's hard. Our ex-partners are going through so much healing themselves as well. It's not just us and it's them too. And And being mature saying nobody was the bad guy. No, yeah. If a relationship doesn't work, it doesn't work. But that doesn't mean that my truth isn't my truth and his truth isn't his and same with your situation. But mm-hmm. we have a podcast and we're gonna talk about these things. Yeah, and that's why like when we talk about them, we're not specific. I know a lot of comments are like, just say what happened and stop talking about it. We want to like be able to shed light on like what we've gone through as like wifies, and now we want to be able to like to talk about everything that we've gone through and shed light on it for those who are interested in listening who are going through similar things. Um, but we're not going to be specific and say, this one did this and this one did this because we do have the respect for them. We still love them. So that's why we're not like direct about the negative things y'all want to hear about, the juice, the tea that they did. What happens behind closed doors is what happens behind closed doors. So I just want to like disclaim that before we get into how we feel this these holidays, like single versus last year, mm-hmm. okay? I just want to like, disclaim that because and by the way I shouldn't feel the need to that. I will put this out there in this episode Nikki and I are are dating so when we say like the word the term single we mean like at our age when you say single it's like girls not married not and not engaged not not settled on the path of marriage not on any path in your marriage so yeah Nikki and I are dating so it's like we are feeling very, very, very different things this holiday season than we're used to. So it's just overall a very different conversation this year than it was last year. I mean, hey, I, th- I thought I w- this was going to be my first Christmas married. I feel less alone now being real and being actually alone than faking it till I make it. I when It's awkward when your feelings start changing and you haven't been honest with yourself yet or vocalized it to yourself how can you vocalize it to someone else yet let alone other people so it's like it's awkward when the holidays happen when you're unsure of a situation and you have to be around other people's families it sucks it hurts because you love them and they're so nice and and they're like acting like everything's fine because they're they don't know what's going on yeah and you're just having to play who you were to just make people happy and then you get to go home and release and cry and be like what the fuck was that I remember last year I was so bored. Like, for me, I'm someone who always needs to be stimulated. Like, even if the relationship's boring, we still sh- should be able to laugh together or, like, be able to enjoy a little activity together. Like, it was, and I'm sure my ex could agree too, because we had talks about it before. We were, like, bored. Like, it wasn't just me. Like, I think he was too. We've talked about it. So, we hit that point where it was like we were bored. I wasn't all butterflies and excited for the wedding coming up in the new year. It's It was depressing. Knowing, like I can't explain it, knowing someone that used to give you butterflies and make you feel so good, like that there was none of that anymore, knowing that you were supposed to be getting married in a few months, that was like just a very depressing feeling And I didn't want to... I'm a people pleaser. I didn't want to hurt him. I didn't want to hurt the people around him or his family. I didn't want to make anybody look bad. I was scared of online scandal. Like, I... I just thought, like, the impossible was to leave. I thought I had no choice. I thought I had no choice. Same. I think... I had the opposite problem. Where butterflies were still there. Still in love. But... Not happy. You can be in love, and I always say this you can be in love and like very unhappy. Those two feelings can coexist. Just because you have butterflies, just because you're attracted, doesn't mean you're happy. Like, I stopped feeling joy on holidays once I started being in these like long term relationships, honestly. Wow. I think I had a lot of self healing to do that I didn't know I had to do because you're not taught, You're no one teaches you this shit. It's all kind of like, learn on your own. I didn't realize why I felt this void every year, no matter who I was with. And I was like, it's not a them problem. This is This is a me problem. You can't give somebody all of you until you give all of you all of you. And that is the epitome, like the definition of attracting the wrong person. When you're giving them 100% that you cannot give to yourself, to your business, to your health, to your time. And last Christmas, I can confidently say I was my highest vibration, the highest version of myself. Yes, I was. I put in all the work last year to turn myself and my life into a better situation and a better person. And who I was with, the old version of myself was... a attracted him. So I I wasn't attracted to him anymore. I just grew so differently. We just grew up very differently. And you know, when trauma and when you go through trauma, you have no choice but to grow. And you either stay there or grow from it. And I grew from it. And who I grew into wasn't compatible with who I was with. And, you know, last Christmas was monumental for us. Yeah, no, I had, I had gone through that all of 2021 myself. A <laughs> men we didn't even talk about this with each other. I had no idea you were feeling that way too. Yeah. Granted, d- d- very different situations, very different whatever, but I had felt like since the pandemic, I realized, you know, the pandemic put us in the fast lane and I realized I saw very quickly what my life was turning into if I didn't make changes. So I realized, okay, it starts with me. I'm going to change. If I'm not happy in this relationship, I'm going to make myself as happy as I can be and see what happens. Maybe He'll meet up to, to where I'm at. Maybe I'll find my I'll find myself so happy that I won't need that anymore. I all I knew was it can't get worse than this. So because I my mental health was so bad, I needed to I needed to just start with doing what Nikki wants and That's seeing what happens. Same. And in 2021, I felt like that year I specifically had the least amount of friends I've ever had, and the least amount of things accessible to me because the pandemic was on and then it was off and then it was on and then it was off. And I, with the seasonal depression and the lack of feeling like I had a partner, just because you're in a relationship doesn't mean you feel like you're in one. And I just felt like I showed up, I started dating myself and I said, want to go to the mall, Nikki? Let's go to the mall. Want to go work out? Let's go do it. Want to go to do the drive through and listen to music? Let's hang out together. Me and who? I guess my inner child, I didn't know I was doing that, but I was taking my hand and I was like, you're okay. Don't be lonely. You got this. And I think I built myself strong enough to the the point where I faced my problems and I looked at them and I said, I'm going to like fuck up my life so I can get back on the right track in my life. And I felt ready to do it. Two Christmases ago was one of the hardest holidays I've ever experienced in my entire life that I just don't want to talk about. Um, but December 1st, this year, was my two-year anniversary of surviving something, and I, a year ago on December 1st, I remember thinking to myself, I'm so happy. I went through everything that I went through to get to this point because I feel whole. I feel independent. I feel like my life is finally where it's supposed to be, and I was grateful and very present, and if I didn't go through some shit that I went through, I wouldn't have been saying that to myself, but go figure when I finally feel whole by myself, independent and engaged, I lose it with the person that I thought I was going to be with forever because I had it with myself. And so eventually when I started attracting other beautiful people into my life, it became clear as day that, oh, this is who I needed to be when I was 20, when I was 21. But I had to go through the worst thing in my life. I literally want to cry talking about it because... Just like last week, I was like with one of the people that I really care about and I was like, I wish I felt like this peace like long ago, but I was like, I was fulfilled I was filling a void.
1: for years with
0: shopping or instant gratification of a yes man partner or someone who wasn't going to call me out for my shit or like I just like had distractions surrounding me for years and you know with success and money it was so easy to just like not face my problems and to just 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 distract myself so when I was forced into the hardest of years of my entire life and depression I I grew like I I became like a human again, I felt like the humanity in me didn't exist. I I, I didn't realize I was so cold. And so um, I was so thick headed. Gabby, I worried for you, even though like your last relationship, I wanted that partnership and fun because I could tell like you guys were best friends. Um, I could tell that you weren't being told when you were being wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think, you wouldn't have done a lot of the things you did if you had actual people around you that weren't scared to tell you how they really felt. And I think people were around you and, and they were just trying to make Gabby happy at all times. And you can't grow in that kind of no. an environment. And what you went through was like very hard to watch. Um, like that's one of my most depressing Christmases because as a twin... It's like the whole parent thing. You can't be happier than your most sad child. I couldn't be happy no matter the good going on in my life, knowing where Gabby was at. There's no way. This is cute. I love Gabby so much. Like if she what didn't exist, like I couldn't exist. So like that was, oh my God, why am I getting emotional? It just, It's. it was really hard to like watch her learn the hard way. You never want to see someone learn the hard way. A really hard lesson, but I, you know, I kept trying to get through to Gabby. Everyone kept trying to get through to Gabby, but she. Everyone has their own journey, and I don't think she would have actually learned, like, and got back her morals. Yeah. If she wasn't thrown on the pavement, sometimes that's really how people learn. And sometimes it's- God's like, okay, I'm gonna let you. Get drunk at your engagement party with your family and fuck up in front of the whole world because you need to you need to change. Um, I just remember that year you never paid any attention prior to all my mental health content or videos or anything mental health. You didn't it just didn't exist. But after that, and we've had these conversations where you're like, Nikki, sad holiday. I relate to it. Thank you for putting it out. Messy room, Nikki. Thank you. Like you listen to lyrics. You never did. Mm -mm. You, you want to know you, you relate to people now in a way that you never have. And it sucked that you had to go through that. But this version of Gabby is so much more likable. And I have like the greatest people around me now. (laughs) Like, I just, feel I felt like that whole situation was just, like, a whole filtration system. Like, I cut out, like, the negative titles I used to do, and I can't believe, you know what, it was, like, the biggest form of, like, karma, because I remember thinking to myself, I used to, like, make checks from YouTube using, like, strangers' photos in my thumbnails and outing, like, their horrible day. If, like, there, if something crazy happened in my day and a stranger was involved, like, I did, not I had no problem, like, ruining their life, and then I just, it was, like, that on crack... To me and so I made a vow to myself that from here on out I will not release anything to my platform that isn't positive inspirational and light I want to I wanted to turn my platform into let's do what makes me happy like dresses and vintage and pink and you know mental health speaking on things that I never like used to talk about and because of that I do feel like my world around me has changed for the better to the point where I'm surrounded by so much light and not saying that the friendships I had before were but I was vibrating so low it was either money bags partying drinks like there was no goals there was no album rating there was no seeing the world or you know journaling or speaking to somebody for help like it there was just none of that there was no like practice on helping myself I feel like I've stopped asking for things for Christmas and shopping and I've stopped caring about the shit I used to really give a shit about since filling the relationships in my life like real friends real joy real selfless friends Real memories, laughing, joy. I I think we both have been through it. Cause I think we got success at a really young age and we were part of the lifestyle genre on YouTube and showing off your nice things for what we got for Christmas. And I think we felt the pressure to upkeep an image and we were, you know, we like nice things. So we became materialistic. We, we started filling material things with that void I think we would attach to anything. We had no standards with friends. We would attach to anything that was outside of the chaos. If it meant, oh, they can bring us to peace. They can bring us to their households. Like, we attached to anything that wasn't family. And I think we lost our boundaries and our standards. Mixing our careers and the materialism with our no boundaries, no standards, and attaching to anyone that wasn't family, I think it led us to just like a false reality of fake friends and fake material things and still being fucking miserable. Dude, we were miserable. Like look back like 2020 and under, we were like, people would look at us and be like, why are you complaining? You have it all like shut up. And I want to say that we were trying to fill every aspect of our lives up to try to feel better and nothing worked. Until we literally blew everything up and re- started from zero. And now, I mean, I'm, this is a top I got from a brand deal last Christmas. Like, I shop and I get, but not like I used to. Same. Because there's no void anymore. It's like, oh, when I want to get a nice thing, I get a nice thing. But it was like a real, th- I fell into shopping for clothes. I fell into um, an Instagram feed. I fell into curating my life to because i was so miserable and music became the outlet but yours was this fancy lifestyle yeah so i had no goals actually me and my best friend we were in my closet like two days ago and he pulls out this louis vuitton dress with puff sleeves and i was like oh i wore that at a meet and greet in london and he goes my god is this real? I was like, yes. And he's like, how much was it? If you don't mind me asking. Gabby, what we spent, what we used to spend on is disgusting. And I said the price and he was like, Oh my God. And I was like, I know. And I was like, you know what? That was me when I was empty and I didn't have any goals. My only goal was to buy like a $7,000 bag or designer item every month. Now that I'm pursuing music, I don't even think about buying those things because I have goals. I have to pay for a music manager and a publicist and flights and an LA apartment lease. And I'm like, whoa, I have goals. Like I didn't have goals back then. And when you have, you know what you're underlying, like what you're actually saying is we were successful without a purpose. I don't even think you're realizing what you're actually saying is you feel like you have purpose now. And even though we had success, we did feel purposeless. And I think having a purpose is a reason to live. It's a reason to wake up in the morning. It's a reason for motivation. It's something to look forward to. Dreaming is the best thing you, anyone could have is dreams and goals and working towards something. Because when you feel like you've already made it, but you're not, there's no purpose in it, and you're just living the same day on repeat, where's the joy? Where's the, where's, it's very empty. It is. And that's how we felt. And I feel, I think this Christmas, like, You know, each year, like, income fluctuates being creators. Like, some months you get multiple brand deals and you feel like Rockefeller's daughter. And then other months, there's lack of brand deals and maybe your views aren't as normal as they are. And you feel like, what the fuck? The rug got ripped out from under me. And it's just very fluctuating. And I think that we are just, like, realizing that we are living things right now that our past selves would have lost their minds over. Nothing's worse energy than like being so hyper focused on materials, and to this day, people eat me alive. They're like, "Oh, Gabby flies here and there and stays in all these nice hotels and still buys bags." No, but there's still like I still like no one sees my back end. I still have I have a very very good equal life. Like it, it used to be all just that. Growing up, our parents made it a point they wanted to always give us a good christmas which i always love them and appreciate i'll always appreciate that they did this they made us feel so special on christmas but i remember like them going trying so hard to get us what we wanted and we would get what we wanted but there would be a fight every christmas a big big family fight and i just remember like having these nice things and looking at them and bawling my eyes out You know, everyone has different love languages, so it meant a lot to me. But I felt like a little bit of an asshole for being kind of sad. Like, I kind of would have preferred a scrapbook or a card. Tell me how much you love me. Like, what are your thoughts on all this? I personally think that Christmas is about love. And it's there's nothing wrong with getting someone something really nice that you want to show them. Like, you are a value to me, so I bought you something valuable. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think there's a materialistic culture with Christmas and especially the videos we would make like what we got for Christmas. And I think like we've been there, done that we've had it all and we were still miserable. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And there was definitely a point when, when I was getting all those nice things for myself and documenting it on my channel, I felt like fucked up if I didn't go and get like every all my friends designer things like I felt like I made a whole vlog on this like I felt like I had to the stakes were high if I got them like a Target scarf they'd be like fuck this bitch she just got herself like Louboutins and a Valentino purse yesterday like so yeah I I first of all I don't think Christmas is even about presents it's just about giving no no matter what that is to you I mean it could be the idea of saving up your paychecks and getting someone that math book they really wanted for work. You know what I mean? That's when I feel like, okay, great gift. But like when you feel like you do something, cause you feel like you have to, and then you get a certain type of present because you feel like you have to. That's when I feel like gift giving becomes very, very toxic and the gratitude and reason behind it isn't really there. Um, we've realized it's really just about love. That's it. I just want to laugh on Christmas. I just want to laugh. I don't care what gifts I get, honestly. Even though even though Christmas isn't about gifts, it still is fun to give gifts. And our producer, Shannon, got us gifts to open oh. up at the end of this episode. So let's do it. If you guys are listening on Spotify, check out the YouTube video see. So you oh, can this is see. cute. Oh, this, this is, is a balloon. Diva Lip. I'm Diva Lip. What is this? Simple, pure pleasure under your complete... Oh, are these insane? Like, Toys. They look like lipsticks, but it's a vibrator. Yay! Yes. 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 I don't have Wait, to travel. Whoa, we were talking. About this I don't have to travel with my huge vibrator anymore. Oh! I feel like when my bag goes through security, I swear to God, they have a laugh. Oh! Do I have to charge it first? Oh my oh. god! You might have to. Gabby, you like to be part of the Mile High Club. You could totally slide this out in first class. I know. <laughs> the next thing we have. Is loop earplugs. Oh, is, for the mesophonia. It says, welcome to your new loop quiet earplugs made of soft, flexible silicone. Which is great news for your inner peace. Live life at your volume. Shannon. Oh, my God. And these are little. Mine are pink. Blush mine, pink. Are, mine are red. So they're so little and discreet. People won't even notice that we have the you extra pop, sound blocked out. Pop them in at the dinner table. Christmas dinner. Thank oh god. my god, thank you so much Shannon. Sex and misophonia. Oh I my love god. it. It literally summarizes the Opposite Twins podcast. Yes. Oh my god, these are really cute. Are these stickers? They're pasties. <gasps> <laughs> oh Oh my god. Oh my god. I. Is this is such a good gift. I'm gonna go put these on and go home with them. I know, me like, too. I'm just gonna run around in this. <gasps> they're so fucking cute. Oh my god. This is like an Instagram. Oh my God! Oh, look so at the cute. black lace one. Okay. Oh my God. Oh my God. I love these lace crosses. Look, I got a skull. I got stars. I got like this blob. It looks like blood. <laughs> look at the little naked butterfly. Fire! Fire! Be <laughs> like a naked Cinderella. I got a checkerboard heart and stripes. Oh my God. We got pasties, vibrators, and earplugs. <laughs> That's the most Nikki and Gabby presents ever. Thank you so much. (laughs) You know us so well. We're working together for a short time. Like, because of what we talk about, you really understand it all. Literally. You gotta listen. These are are Nikki and Gabby starter packs. (laughs) 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 This is, like, the best gift. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So, the week of Christmas, we are blacking out for the week, but we'll be back January 3rd, and we'll see you guys in our new year, new episode. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.